I pray for one. Well, hopefully you are jumping into this series with us. Hopefully you've already picked up the book and are reading the book. If you haven't jumped into a small group, a life group, I promise you, if you show up this week, they'll be thrilled that you show up. But we've been praying for one for, sir, actually for over a year here at Life Church, but really just jumping in and learning what this is all about. I've asked Tom uh, to share this message in this series uh, for a lot of reasons. Number one, he's just a great pastor, and I always like hearing him. But quite honestly, on this topic, it's obvious to me that he's out in front of me for sure. His ability to connect with people and to share God's love with people is really amazing. I have one concern, though, when we listen to anybody who we recognize is better than us at something. And that is that we tend to think, well, they're just, they're a professional. You know, they were born good at that, and I'll never be like that. You know, I used to believe that lie, and I've learned that I have to stretch myself. Now, I may never be as as good at connecting with people as Tom is, but I've learned. I've learned from him. I've learned from a lot of others. And as I, as I have stretched myself, I have a lot of stories to tell of God opening doors to ones in my life. So, Tom, get over here. And we're just praying and hoping that the grace that's on you just gets all over us, right? Amen. Amen. Let's just pray before we get into the Word. Father, just I want to thank you for Tom, for his heart, for his boldness, Lord God, to stretch and to share your love with uh, people on the outside. And I just pray, God, that that same grace that's on him will get on all of us, and every last one of us will stretch ourselves and reach the people you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Time. Thank you, man. Well, good morning, everybody. How we doing? Are you enjoying this winter weather? I mean, what a difference from last week, huh? My goodness gracious. Well, thanks for being here. And I'm Pastor Tom, like Brian said, and I'm hoping I get a chance to connect with as many of you as I possibly can. I know I have over the years, and some of you are fairly new, and I'd love to do nothing more than to get to know you more and and to do life together. And that's what it's all about. I want to give a shout out to our friends online and up at Midcoast, and thanks for tuning in. And I, like Brian said, we are doing this Pray for One series. If you haven't picked up the book, I highly recommend it. It is awesome. It has really helped me understand the mission uh, of what, what, what Christianity is all about, what it's all about to be a Christian. And it's been a great read. And, I, I, and then plug into a life group. And if you haven't come to one, come to mine. It's here Monday night, 630. We have a great time uh, connecting with other people and just having fun. It's okay to have fun. And we're going to have fun in church today. I hope you don't mind. Is that okay? I mean, somebody talked to me last week, you wear sneakers in church? Yeah, and I chew gum. You're like, really? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This is just about being real, about connecting. That's what we're, we are not here to impress anybody. I was, it was really exciting. We had, a couple weeks ago, we had Bo, who wrote the book, and got a chance to go out to um, dinner with him, and, and uh, I was very blessed to do that. And he's just the same as he is on stage, and that's what we are. We're no different up here than we are sitting in the pews. Because God is not impressed with us. <laughs> you know, have you figured that out yet? You know, God is pretty impressive, you know. So um, now we've been uh, in this book, and if you're fairly new, in this book it introduces us to a, and it's on our, our connection card, it introduces us to a prayer. And where it says this, it says, God, send me one person today to share your love with. And, you know, this, this week was vacation week for a lot of us that have kids. My youngest is 10 years old. So what does that mean when you have a 10-year-old and you're on vacation? Uh, play dates, sleepovers, and all. And we did, I spent a lot of time, had a lot of fun with her. And I was driving her and one of her friends home after a play date. And I was thinking about this message and, you know, what is God's love? What does love mean? And I asked the two girls in the car, I said, uh, guys, let me ask you a quick question. What does love mean? And one of them says, well, when you put your lips on somebody else's lips, 
And then my daughter jumped right in and said, yeah, Dad. And it's kind of gross, you know. And it, it was just, <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that kind of love today. Uh, don't worry. But that's it to the eyes of a 10-year-old, I guess. Um, let me ask you a question. And I want to say, we're in church, so I, you need to be honest, okay? And those of you uh, at Life Church Midcoast uh, participate too. How many of you have actually prayed that prayer? Raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer, God, send me one. Okay, maybe about a third of you. Well, that is awesome. I'm proud of you, and we're hearing stories, and we're collecting them. I've even taped some folks to share, and, and it is amazing. But I really want to talk to you guys that maybe have never done it, maybe, maybe never have given it a shot, or maybe you're not convinced that, or maybe you don't feel confident that you can do it. So what holds us back from saying this simple little prayer? What holds us back? But it is this, this whole thought of fear, right? We all have different fears. Maybe, you know, you say this prayer, oh, I, you know, I don't know what to expect or what's going to happen, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure. You know, what, what are they going to say? What am I going to say? And I, I understand. I understand. You know, I was looking at Google, and because uh, Google knows everything, right? The top 10 fears out there, right? And I happened to take a look at it. It was really interesting. One of them is speaking in front of people, and that's the top 10 I guess, fear, and I don't really have a fear of that. I know I'm kind of weird, and anybody that really knows me knows I am, but it, it, I don't know, it's just something that I don't have. I have a burden, though, because it's a blessing, but it's also a burden because I want to make sure that I do a good job. I mean, something's going across my head while I'm talking to you guys, and I go, I ain't saying that, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's not church-worthy. But, you know, I mean, that happens. But So there's a little bit of a burden there, a, f- a fear of flying in a plane, it's a big one. A fear of being in an enclosed place, like an elevator, or somebody's raising their hand. Yeah, that's me. Or you know, or a fear of uh, uh, of mice, <laughs> or, or dogs, or thunder and lightning. Or maybe it's a fear, and I didn't know this one was a fear, but a fear of going to the dentist. You know, maybe you have that fear. You hear that, you know, they get a shiver down your spine, or or maybe hang on, stay with me. But maybe it's a fear of spiders. Some of you guys are like, I hope he doesn't speak again because that is terrible. Or maybe it's a fear of heights. You know, this is, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube, but there's these, these young guys that decided to climb the tallest building in Hong Kong. Yeah. And they got their selfie stick and their GoPro or their phone. and They're taking videos of, uh, look at this. And, and then they, yeah, exactly. And then they get to the, they decide to not only climb the top of the building, but also climb on top of the antenna. And here, they, I mean, I don't know. You've ever been young and dumb like this? You know, I was, I was one of these guys that probably would have done that because I don't have a fear of heights, but maybe you do. And, you know, I didn't provide any bags. I should have probably, you know, provided some bags for you guys in the pews, I guess. But look at, he stands on top of the antenna and he's like, look at me, I'm cool. I'm like, dude, you are a moron, man. <laughs> I mean, a good stiff wind would blow his, blow him down and he'd be a pancake or something. I don't know. But look, I just, I don't know. Maybe that played too long, I'm sorry. <laughs> but a fear of heights. And when I was a kid, I had a couple of fears I'll share with you. And not so much anymore, but I had a fear of being in, in the dark. You ever been in, afraid of the dark? I mean, I was a kid, I'd go to bed and I'd have to pull the covers like it would matter. i pull the covers up on top of my, on my neck because I was afraid. Like that, you know, like that would do anything. And then I had to make sure the closet door was closed. And Can anybody relate to that? I had a fear of the dark. And then my mother gave me a nightlight. And it changed my world. Well, I used to like going to the ocean, and I still do. But then I saw a movie a few years ago, and isn't it fun? You know, you go to the ocean, and all of a sudden, 
guys remember that movie? Well, for years after that, I'd always be in the ocean, like, looking down, looking around, trying to, you know, if there's something going to eat me or what. I had no, I believe it was a legitimate fear. So fears are real. Well, I'm not here to dispel them. I'm not here to say, oh, you shouldn't have any fears. They're real. They're real emotions, real feelings. But you know, you're not the only one. You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Brian gave us a scripture, and he talked about the apostles having some fears too. And you think, what? These guys were amazing. You know, and in in, it's in the book of Acts, in the scripture that Brian, and it starts out this prayer, they're praying to God, oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and all, and earth and, and the sea and everything. And then it goes on and describe what happened to Jesus. And the, but everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. God was involved with everything. He's involved even when you're afraid, even when things aren't going great, even during the crucifixion, God was involved. And it says now, and now, O oh Lord, hear their threats. Because what happened was, what happened was that they had just come back from being at the temple, in the temple, and they were accusing them of talking about Jesus. And if they did it again, they were going to arrest them and even kill them. And they're saying, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. This is Peter and John. These, are, these guys are amazing, right? They started the church. They had fears too. And they were praying to God, give us boldness. Because you know what? Boldness doesn't come from us. Look at the, the scripture of boldness here. I mean, I'm sorry, the scripture, the definition of boldness. And there's a couple words that are pretty cool. Not hesitating, being courageous. Or I like this next one, with a daring spirit. Doesn't that sound cool? You know? But that doesn't come from us. It's not normal. It's not part of us. It comes from God. And the apostles are praying that. So maybe you have a fear. Now I'm going to try to help you. Somebody that never prayed that prayer, I'm going to encourage you. Pastor Brian talked about stretching, and I'm going to ask you to do that. I ask you to give it a shot and try. One of the reasons why we have fears of people usually is because of our view of, of folks, view of people. You know, how do we see them? How do we, how do we look at people? You know, here's a picture of a bunch of folks, and there are all kinds of walks of life. And you look around our, our, our congregation, there's people, you know, all kinds of people here. From different backgrounds, educations, different uh, upbringings, different where they come from, how they speak. And it's just cool. And it, I don't know, maybe you're like some of my friends who've told me and shared with me over the years, you know, how they look at people like, oh, you know, what are they after? What are their real intentions? You know, I've been hurt before. Has anybody been hurt by someone? We all have, right, in one capacity or another? Doesn't mean they're all bad. Doesn't mean everything is all, or all people are bad. I mean, there's, you know, things happen. It doesn't mean it should stop us from doing what God wants us to do, is to share his love. Or maybe you're like me and you judge people. And I've struggled with this over the years, where I've judged people. I put them in a box, size them up within seconds. Okay, you're like this. Ever do that? Anybody ever done that? Sure. Ever done that and been wrong? And then totally blown away that, oh my God, I had this perception of a person. It happened to me, I gotta confess. <laughs> it happened to me just a couple weeks ago. I was here in church and I walked by, I was doing something, and I walked by and I smelled something that I haven't smelled in a long time. Okay? <laughs> and, and the guy in the sound booth is like, looked at me like, yeah, I think I know what that is too. And we, and we had this little eye contact and, and I remembered, you know, rock concerts and, I, oh, that's a, that smell. And, um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, why, and I just had that, all of a sudden I put this guy in this, this box, and I judged him, and, you know, and he was kind of scruffy, gruff-looking, I'm like, oh, man. 
And then in a short period of time, I said, no, I shouldn't do that. And I kind of repented. And, and, um, and then a few weeks later, I saw him in the foyer. And, you know, I said, I'm going to just talk to him. I'm just going to talk. And I did. And he started talking to me. And this guy was cool. It was totally different than I expected. We had a great little conversation. And I thought, maybe next week I'll sit with him and experience church in a different way. And uh, <laughs> maybe bring a bag of chips or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I better move on. Uh, <laughs> so today, at least, I try not to judge people. Okay? And I give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's the view that I have of people, or it could be the view of our circumstances. You know, we have a bad day or things not going great, and we view, like, I'm not going to do this prayer. I don't feel like it. Or it's bad timing. Or, you know, remember Bo was here a couple weeks ago, and he talked about this Asian gal, um, Vera, right? And it, it, two times he gave examples of her interacting with him. At the worst time, he's trying to go do something. He was on mission, and she runs over. Oh, did you have the baby? And she's talking. Oh, is that a Bible? And he's like, no. Sometimes we want to say, God, send me none. You know, you know, not send me, just send me none. I'm, I'm time out. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I'm sure. I have too. This happened to me the other day. I remember that cold morning. I think it was a Monday morning after the big freeze we had. And I got woken up about four o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. I felt it was cold in the house. I don't know. So I went down and checked my pipes and just, you know, I don't know. I was just, and, and usually when I go to bed, I'm so in a routine of praying that I laid down, I was about 4.30, and I started praying. And I said this prayer, which I've developed a habit of doing. God, send me one person, just part of my prayer today to share your love with. Then a few hours later, the phone rang. Now, this was a day off, and so I was kind of just, you know, I was up, but I was laying in bed. I had prayed. I read a little bit. I was just warm in bed, right, comfy, cozy. It was minus 15 or whatever it was outside, and I just didn't feel like getting up. But the phone rang. So by the time I got up and got to the phone, it was over, and I said, good, you know, it was like 7 in the morning. Who calls at 7 in the morning, you know? I didn't recognize the numbers. So I, I start waking my way back to the bed, and it rings again. I'm like, oh, great. So I walk over, answer the phone, and it's a guy. And he, I haven't seen him in years. And he's an older gentleman. He, goes, he calls me, hey, Tommy. That's how he talks to me. He goes, I just got your Christmas card. <laughs> okay, great. And he had moved to Florida. And I think this card was a couple years ago. I don't know how it all worked out, but he just and he said, I just want to tell you this, and we're coming to Maine, and, and he wants to get together, and I haven't seen this guy in years. And then I thought, my gosh, what was that? I just said that prayer. Now, it might not happen for you that way. It might not be seven in the morning. I don't know, and maybe I hope it is. No, but, but it was just kind of one of those things, and I thought about it, I, and I thought, oh my gosh, I prayed that prayer, and there it is, and I get to meet this guy again I haven't seen in years. And it was just a weird Experience, but it was a God experience. It's never the right timing. It's never our timing. It's never perfect. It's always His timing. And it's usually when we don't feel like doing it. You know, we talked about that scripture where Peter and John talked and prayed for boldness, and they're asking God for boldness to be able to. You know who else prayed that prayer? The Apostle Paul. And I was blown away when I was looking at research. I'm like, because Paul's like, I'm praying for you. And all these scriptures he wrote, he was, he was an amazing guy. Two-thirds of the New Testament he wrote. He was in jail several times. And this guy was a rock star. And he says this. He says what? He says, and he's talking to the church in Ephesus, the Ephesians, and he's saying, I'm praying for you. And then he says, and pray for me too. Can you just hear him say that? Pray for me too, man. I need prayer. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. He's talking about talking about the gospel, the good news. And he's asking him, please pray for it. So I say the right words. Here's Paul asking for that. 
So really, it's not about us. It's not about our abilities. It's about God through us. Interesting story about Paul. As he spent about five, these scholars think about five or six years of his life after his Damascus experience in jail or in different jails. And uh, in the last few years, he was in a Roman prison. And it's a praetorian guard that kept him. And what they would do is they would chain him to a guard. 24 hours, he'd be chained to a guard. And they would rotate every four to six hours. Can you imagine the circumstances? Was it perfect? Jail wasn't like it is today. You know, it wasn't cable in a weight room. and It wasn't like that. And here he is chained to a guard. And every four to six hours, he had a new send me one. Can you imagine? Hi, who are you? I'm Paul. <laughs> I mean, can you, I just picture, and, and they're, they're estimating that upwards of thousands of potentially of Roman guards got to hear the good news from Paul because he didn't let the circumstances control him. He didn't let his environment control him. He prayed, and he said, yes, send me one. This happened to me a little while ago. I go to the gym on a regular basis, and I just had this great workout, and I was in my own little world. Ever been there where you just focus? I had the music on. I'm just sitting down, and I look over, and these two guys, these big dudes, are on this bench, and I'm waiting for the bench to, to finish my workout. And I'm just like, you know, I, I was in that send-me-none mode. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was focused, listening to music. I was thinking about my workout, and I heard this nudging from God. Go talk to them. I don't, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, God is our Heavenly Father. It's like we're little kids. I don't want to, Dad. You know, and it's so true. I didn't want to. I didn't feel like it. I was doing my own thing, man. So I said, okay, because it kept coming. Now, most of us think, well, I'll do this if I hear a voice of God. If you hear the voice of God, it'll freak you out. <laughs> I mean, that's why he sent angels, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, his voice is like, and I've never heard it, man. I'm not, I'm, don't be afraid. yeah. It would freak you out. So it's usually a nudging from him. It's usually through your, it's through the spirit that lives inside of you. He talks to you, he nudges you, he encourages you. He's a gentleman. He said, come on, Tom, talk to these guys. Okay. So I walked over and I said, hey, you guys mind if I cut in and, and you know, do a set with you? And they're like, sure. And I started talking with them. One guy was named Kyle. <clears throat> the other guy's named Dan. Pam corrected me last night because I kept saying Mike. I don't know why. But, and, we, and they were brothers. And they were bigger than me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And, but I got up there, I did as much as weight as they did. It was cool. And, but <laughs> I was like, and I asked them, you know how old I am? And, uh, whatever. But uh, they, they live in Gorm. And it was cool. We talked. What do you do? What do you do? They work for UPS. We had a great conversation. And I said, I'm a pastor at a church here. And, oh, yeah, is that that church? And we had this conversation. Oh, I think I know. And, she, and they knew uh, Keith and Pam nicely. And one of them actually kind of went to uh, school with one of their sons, and one of them played football. We had this great conversation that would not have happened if I didn't say yes. If I didn't say, okay, okay, I'll do it. It was just a great experience, and I got some new friends out of it. Now I look for them in the gym. So maybe it's our circumstances, or maybe it's our view of God. Maybe we have this picture of God that's maybe inaccurate. You know, we think sometimes that we've got to do all this work. Who does the saving? It's really not us. You know, we get in the way sometimes, we get blessed, we are his vessels, we're sometimes the mouthpiece, but it's not us. Now, he wants us to participate, he wants us to do our part. It says in the scripture, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
says, if you follow me, you won't live in darkness. Then I read on it, it says, you are the light of the world. So I got confused, I'm like, what are you talking about, God? I mean, you know, it takes me a while to figure things out, but then I got it. It's really about God in us, God through us. God works through us, and that is exciting. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, 11. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, God's spirit, that same spirit lives inside of us. So when we feel that maybe we're afraid to do something, we feel that we need boldness, all we got to do is ask. All we got to do is step out in faith. All we got to do is try. And he shows up. He's right there. He's there. He never leaves us. He's there always. He wants to bless us. God has got this. Don't let fear, don't let anything stop you when he nudges you, and he will. You start saying that prayer, God send me one, he will. He'll put somebody in your path. He will. And it'll be fun. So let's look at that prayer again. God, send me one person today to share your love. We sometimes think, it's God, send me someone to save. I mean, come on. That'd be great if that happens, but that's never happened to me where I said, hey, how you doing? Oh, can you tell me about Jesus? <laughs> or they say, oh, do you go to church? I mean, they, that's not how it works. It's not something like that. I was in a, one of our life groups. I participated in a couple of them. And one of the gals grew up in church, and she had to memorize all these scriptures before she talked to somebody about God's love. And I was like, what? I said, she had to write them on her hand. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for participation. He's looking for us to try. Because, again, he's not impressed with us. It's not about that. It's showing God's love. And what is that really? What is God's love? What is it? Well, we read in Rick Warren's devotional yesterday. He gave us his great scripture. He said, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Love is action. Love is action. What kind of actions are we talking about? Maybe it starts with just being aware of the people around you. Just aware Sometimes we go through life and just kind of go, and we're in this routine, and we just go and go and go. We don't even realize this. We're interacting with people every day, every day. Maybe it starts with just a smile or a hi, where you get your gas or where you get your coffee. Or maybe you walk into a building where there's a security guard there, or maybe you work. Or, or maybe you walk by a cubby or a cubicle or an office where you walk by a person every day, and maybe you've never said hi. Why don't you just stop for a second and say, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Just say hi to people. And you won't, <laughs> you won't even believe what happens. Sometimes the conversation starts. Sometimes it's just amazing. You know, we just uh, moved our offices. If you heard, we were blessed with a, a building. And a lot of you volunteered. And it was amazing to watch. It touches my heart. All the people that committed to so many things that make this happen. And we are so blessed. Thank you. Because you did a great job. And <laughs> I, I, my job was to help get the internet over there. So I called the cable company and then the cable guy did show up on time. It was kind of cool. And, and he was a cool guy and it was one of those brutally cold days and he'd be outside and, and I just felt God say, hey man, he's your one today. I said, okay. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I mean, I can make something up, but I just, that wasn't about it. I just, okay. And I just felt this, it's cold. This guy's been outside. I just started talking to him a little bit. This guy's name was Corey. Great guy. I said, hey, you want a cup of coffee? He looks at me like I, like I gave him a million bucks. He goes, man, that'd be great. So I made him a How do you like it? And he's, we're just, I mean, he was literally here 15 minutes, putting, just moving things around. And, and then he stops and he talks to me. He says, you know, I really appreciate that. And we had, you know, and he said he lives down the street. 
and he gives me his personal cell phone number, and he says, hey, if you need anything, any, any problems, just give me a call. I mean, does that happen usually with a cable guy? <laughs> it probably doesn't, but I just knew it was God working through me, and all I did was a cup of coffee. I didn't do anything special. It's not about something miraculous. It's not about this voice, you must. It's not about that. It's just showing love, and how do you do that? Simple things. A lot of you see me post on Facebook, I go to Planet Fitness, and I do that, not to build me up, but to encourage you, because it's fun to get in shape and work out, and it feels good, and it's good for your body, and, and I met this kid and, and, uh, at, the, at the counter, and he, I remember when he first got there, because I've been a member since they opened, and, and this kid, Adam, great guy, and he just had this bright smile, and I, every time I see him, I encourage him, man, and he's moved up the ladder. He's, he was assistant manager. Now I just got promoted to manager. And I'm like, dude, I knew that was going to happen for you because you're amazing. You've got this great attitude. He always greets me. He's got a smile on his face. He's always positive. Like, wow. So I put him down because I felt that was a nudging from God who was to send me one that day. And I put him down on my prayer for one. I put him down and I started praying for him every day. And then lo and behold, what happens? A gal in our church passes away and we have a funeral and the place is packed. The place is full. And here comes Adam walking in the door. He'd never been in this church before. And I'm doing this, the, the funeral. And I talked to him afterwards. And uh, he says, you know, and he knew the person. It was, he was a relative or something like that. We had a great conversation. And he says, man, you really ought to come check this out. He goes, yeah, I'd like to. Now, I didn't do anything spectacular. God did. That's the beauty of this send me one. That's the beauty of it. It's not about us. It's about him. And God is so excited to use us because we get blessed by it. And now every time I see Adam, we have this conversation. He goes, and the last time I was at the gym, he goes, well, what time are those services again? I'm like, let me look it up. No, no, yeah, I knew it. I was like, I was ready. You know, it was exciting. But he was asking me. So it goes from God send me one to God send me a ton. Because I just get, I can't wait for the next one. Because it is no better thrill. There's no better high. There's no better feeling of satisfaction and to help somebody get to know Jesus, get to really know him. So maybe some of you are saying to yourself, okay, Tom, I'll give this a shot. I'll try it this week. And I want to stretch you to do that. God, send me one person today to share your love with. But maybe some of you are saying, you know, I'm not really convinced yet. You know, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'll still have some fears. And have you done something for the first time and it was very awkward or very weird? I remember the first time I plugged in a guitar and played it. I think I was nine years old, and I got uh, this little dinky amp, and I got this guitar, and all I knew is you could turn it on and turn it to 10. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and my poor mom, bless her heart, man, because she would say, that sounded really good. She was a good liar. She had to be, because it was bad. You know, I remember the first, and I was awkward at about a young age, too. I mean, I grew, you know, you know how boys are. We kind of grow sometimes. Our legs are longer or shorter or whatever. And I'm playing baseball, and I could not run around the bases for the life of me. And my mom encouraged me, encouraged me to keep doing it. And, the, and then eventually I got to be, and I, I was striking out all the time, and I was just blowing it. But then I worked on it. I practiced it. I kept going. I didn't quit. And then by the time, I think it was um, Farm League or something like that, I was putting balls, home runs, over the fence on a regular basis. I came from, I was a zero and I became a hero, you know, and in just a few years. Why? Because I didn't quit. I kept going. And that's the same principle. There is a principle. There is what I call the power of push or power of pushing ourselves. 
you know, and we don't like it. Sometimes Brian will push me, like, come, you know, I'm like, ugh. You know? <laughs> but then, but I, but I know it's important. I know I need it. Sometimes I will push you to do something. But it's important because there's something about that. Like I said, I go to the gym, and again, I'm not anything special. Trust me, I'm not. Go to the gym with me, and you'll see. I look like I'm a train wreck half the time because I'm hurting. But I started doing these workouts where I had to do push-ups. And I got myself up to 20 push-ups per set. And I thought I was it. And I was like, you know, I can do more. So I decided one day I'm going to do 30. And it was brutal, man. <laughs> After the 20, I was like, oh, I was counting. Like, oh. But now I do 30, and 20 is a piece of cake. I blast through 20 like it's nothing. Now the last five are still tough. But it's still, the 20 was easy. So keep, you know, there is a power in pushing yourself. There is a power of stretching yourself. You know, my wife just took a new job, and she started reading this Pray For One book. You know, and I encouraged her to do it, and I fell in love with the book and the mission of, of what Christ really came for is to seek and save people that don't know him. And uh, she got it. She says, I tried something at, at jo- in a new job. When you ever start a new job, nobody knows you. Nobody really wants to talk to you much. You don't have any relationships. She's got this little place that she works, and she said, I'm going to look for people to encourage she started deciding to do this on her own, and she did. And she started encouraging people. Hey, and she looked for things to say. Hey, you did a good job on this. And man, that was. And now everybody in her area where she works talks to her, becoming her friends, asking her questions, asking her opinion. Now she's only been there a few months. Kind of neat. And she's adding people on her pray for one list because of that. Because they're having. I mean, she's a, one person even talked to her about church. It all started with sharing God's love with other people. And stretching yourself. Talking about stretching, I look at my son Tommy. I mean, this kid is amazing, you know? Um, fun for him would be all day in his room with his laptop. That's fun for Tommy. He could do it all day long. Listen to music, learn, you know, have some fun. But that's him. He decides to go on a missions trip, goes to Australia, just did a stint, he did a time in uh, Greece working with refugees, coming in off rafts and stuff like that. And now he's in Germany doing the same thing as they're getting placed. And I'm like, oh, talk about stretching yourself. This kid is going to be changed forever. But he said yes. He didn't say no. When God pushed him, and God did, it was a God thing. Because he was like, I remember when he told me, he got emotional. He goes, I think God's doing it. I don't know. I said, do it, Tommy. Just do it. And he did. Then I... At one of my life groups, uh, Monday night life group, it's people that are new to life church. And, and uh, this one gal who's just never said a word in the last few weeks. Well, last week, she said, because I've challenged them all to say this prayer, send me one, because none of them were doing it. I said, just try it, just try it. And she said, Tom, let me tell you what happened. She goes, uh, I'm sitting watching the Super Bowl game with my parents. And my mom, Ella Boo, says, so what church do you go to? And she just said that prayer for the last few days. And, she goes, what church is that again? I, she told him she was going to church, and that was about it, the extent of their conversation. And, she said, and then she starts looking up the church, and what time are they, you know, on her phone while they're watching the game. And she's like, she didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to do. She didn't have to say or do anything. She prayed the prayer, and God moved. And then she's sharing that with me. And at the end, okay, this gal is quiet and shy. At the end, we asked her some prayer requests in our, in our life group. And she, uh, she, I said, does anybody else want to pray? And she said, yeah, yeah, I'll pray. I'm like, wow. I mean, she's coming out of her shell. She's pushing herself out of her comfort zone. She's stretching herself. And she, was, and she did a great job. She goes, I've never done this before, but I'll do it. And everybody there was like, wow. 
because it was awesome. It was from her heart. It wasn't something that she memorized. It was just her heart sharing, praying for somebody, and it blew us away. If you're reading Bo's book and one of the chapters, I'm just going to read a little part of it. It said, God loves to teach us his love while he uses us to share his love with others. He teaches us. He blesses us while we do this. Praying for one sets a stage for simple steps, just simple steps, right? Sharing his love. When the number one desire in our heart is in line with Christ's mission to seek and save people that don't know him. Your steps will sync up with the Holy Spirit. You'll become more sensitive to God's voice. When he speaks, your first response will be, yes, Lord, okay. And at his direction, you will smile at people, offer a kind word, an extended gentle touch, hug, handshake. A random act of kindness will no longer be random. You'll be consistently and intentionally kind. Every appointment will be divine because everyone is a one. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you for your word and the message. Lord, we ask you that you give people boldness. Maybe that have never prayed this prayer, God, send me one. Give them boldness to say yes when you put somebody in their path to share your love, just to try. And Lord, we ask you to bless them with fruit, with results, so they will continue and they will feel your presence like they've never felt before and they will be blessed like they've never felt before. Lord, we ask that in Jesus' name.